All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC Prospect Series 3, which goes down on January the 27th, and a very intriguing strawweight contest set to go down as Jenny Savage knuckles up and toes the line against Taylor Starling, and great having Taylor on Bare Knuckle Radio. How's your day going so far, Taylor? It's awesome. Thank you for having me. Uh, Busy morning, training, uh, getting ready for this fight. Only a couple days out, and I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, I would think so for, I guess, presumably a host of reasons, but I guess I was thinking because you've been calling for this particular fight since around, like, late September, BKFC 51, you kind of, you know, called out Savage, and probably even presumably before then, so how happy are you this fight is finally coming to fruition? I'm so happy. A lot of people don't know this is more than September. This is years and so much time since we last met in MMA and it's kind of something it's a fight I've always held like held on to and wanted to avenge I don't typically hold on to that kind of thing like after a fight whether I win or lose I'm on to the next I don't hold on to it but this one I have held on to and uh seeing Ginny and Bare Knuckle when I came to Bare Knuckle I knew at some point our crosses would like our paths would cross and so now it's happening and I'm excited about it because I've been waiting to get, I'm waiting to get that L bag. Yeah, and you guys had quite the barn burner in MMA competition with that road to M1 USA, and it was interesting because although it was a different combat sport, it was I think purely in the stand up from what I recall, having checked out the fight. So kind of interesting to see it take place now in a bare knuckle context and everything. Yeah, like to see her in bare knuckle and like the way that that fight went, that definitely made me want it even more it was one of those things like i didn't really anticipate going back down to 115 when i fought jenny at the time i i wasn't that was my first that was my pro debut i had no idea truly what being a pro athlete was and like what it entailed and like when it comes to nutrition or conditioning or the physical aspect the mental aspect i took that fight on two days notice and just literally on a whim drove to kentucky to fight her and the way that it went like i can't be disappointed it was something that i made 114 in two days and drove nine hours to go fight this girl and had no idea really what i was doing so this time like to have more than enough time for a camp because this was supposed to happen so many times now it's finally happening i had a proper camp uh i'm a completely different athlete and fighter now and i'm excited to get in there and you know, make her respect me. I was going to say, do you get the sense that she doesn't respect you at this juncture? Because, I mean, you've had some great fights in BKFC as has your opponent coming up here. Like, do you get the sense she doesn't respect you or just in terms of, like, evening up the series, quote-unquote, you mean? I think that, I think she respects me, but I think she tries to keep it, like, a front. Like, she she respects me deep down inside, but she's never going to let the world know that she respects me. She's going to she's gonna be Jenny Savage and pretend like she doesn't give a fuck and that I'm not shit. So that's just what it is. That's Jenny. And, but I think deep down she respects me. I'm going to make sure that she like outwardly respects me after this fight. And I mean, so many great things going on within the contest itself, but it also seems like it could facilitate you getting that bare-knuckle championship opportunity at straw weight that you've been kind of eyeing for the last little bit, it seems like. So it would seem like, to me, a couple of masters are being served with this fight here. Absolutely. You know, I am focused solely on Jenny. I think, you know, with my fight with Christine Faria and the way that that went, I was just so 
I was rushing just to, I just wanted to fight. And at the time, there was nobody else in the division that would fight me. Everybody else was scared of Christine. I genuinely wasn't scared of Christine. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Why not? I, I believe I'm the best. I'm going to go challenge myself. It didn't go my way. But with the strawweight championship, like, I want that. I want to work for that. But it's not something that I'm just like, I got to go fight for the title immediately. Like, it's one of those things that, like, after I fight Jenny, if they put it in front of me, I'm going to work for it and do it. I know I can beat Britain. I just, I'm not going to, like, press it so hard. I'm just going to worry. I got Jenny in front of me. I'm going to focus on beating Jenny up. And then whatever comes, comes after that. If I got to take another couple of the straw weights out, I will. And then we'll see what happens. If they give me Britain right away, I'll take it. I don't care. I'm here. I'm here to fight. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, just try to do it all at once. I'm so young. I have so much time to get there. And, you know, as great as the title is, it really doesn't mean anything so i know i'm the best with or without it and it'll be awesome to get there and get that belt but you know i'm just focused on what's in front of me and i'm excited to be on that journey to get there one day yeah i mean that makes sense i mean with this fight being over four years in the making i get why you'd be so squarely focused i mean i imagine that's the case on a fight by fight basis anyway but just you know what we've been talking about with this having been on your radar for so long yeah, this has been, <laughs> I have lost sleep over this fight happening, and, uh, you know, it was supposed to happen in September, and then it was supposed to happen in October, November, December, a lot of people don't know that, like, this fight was supposed to happen, and me and Jenny both went through a couple of camps, more than two camps, to get ready for this fight, and it not fall, like, and not go through, so for it to happen now and it's only three days out like it's awesome i'm so excited and uh, you know at the end of the day all the bullshit with jenny or whatever negativity she has towards me or whatever like that all to me is just like behind me because we've both worked our asses off to get to this point to fight each other and now it's gonna happen and i'm ready for it and it seems to be a fight that, I mean, obviously people of my persuasion, just laymen, fans of BKFC are really excited for this one, but it seems like it's getting the attention of quite a few individuals. Like I saw on the Instagram bout announcement that Christine Faria and Britton Hart were kind of like having their say on the matter and just like intrigued by the fight and everything like that. So cool to see that that sentiment is shared to so many people understanding what this fight represents and all. Yeah, Christine especially because Jenny's gone out and trained with Christine after I fought Christine. I've trained with Christine multiple times. I've gone out and trained with her. She's come to my gym. So, you know, she's definitely got some, like, salt in the game when it comes to watching this fight and, like, like being interested in it. She's worked with both of us. She knows how both of us are, and it's exciting. Like, I'm excited that she's going to watch it. She has just very been like, I am neutral. I'm Switzerland when it comes to you and Jenny, but I'm excited for the fight. Britain, I don't, I don't know. I don't care what Britain has to say, and I don't pay attention to what she says. I mean, you almost have to have that mindset, I guess. Just, I mean, I, I know we were talking about being very focused on this fight, but I mean, just in the sense of now that you're within this division, she might be a future opponent if things fall into place. So is that almost a mindset you have to kind of have, or is there some sort of rivalry with Britain Hart going on, I suppose? I don't really have a rivalry, rivalry with Britain Hart, but I don't really care for her as well. So that's that. 
she's a champ. You gotta watch. Like she's she should be she should be scared. So. But I mean, you talk about getting in some great work with Christine. It seems like you've been able to work with a lot of quality champions. Like I saw you working with bantamweight champion Keith Richardson, and also you know John Dodson, who's the current flyweight champion, and also Eric Dodson, who has that localized connection of fighting on this Albuquerque card coming up here with you. So it seems like there's a lot of great work to be had. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's cool. It's such a blessing. Like you know, to me. Like, all of those people are all very deserving of being champions. And, but to me, like, just as a human being, like, I don't look at that. I look at, like, who they are just, like, outside of the championship thing. I think of, like, their attitude, their energy, their, the way that they carry themselves and stuff is, is very championship-like. But me, just personally, like, all of those people have a relationship with me that's, like, was before that or outside of that so it's not like to me it's just really cool it's cool to see all of those people get what they deserve and to have them in my circle and it's awesome it makes it a great thing um but yeah it's crazy i'm like now that you said that i'm like yeah you're right i have like all the chance around me now's my it'll be my turn soon i'll have one i'll have one i'll have a belt yeah, I was going to say, it's just a great, you know, collective of people you've surrounded yourself with. And, I mean, you're definitely doing great things as well. I mean, this is a hugely exciting fight. And I guess just in going back to what I mentioned, that this one's going down in Albuquerque, I was seeing in a couple articles that it's actually one of the bigger markets for BKFC, it seems like. Like, just big, raucous crowds. Like, I imagine that excites you to a certain extent as well, just understanding that this is such a, you know, a fervent market for BKFC and all. Yeah, uh, Albuquerque is one of the fight capitals of the world. Uh, this is where I, I actually grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. This is where I started fighting. This is where I discovered fighting. Um, all the greats are here. There's Cowboy, uh, John Jones, John Dodson. Like, all these really great fighters have come out of Albuquerque. And, you know, this is a special place to me. It's where I started. It's where I grew up. And to be here, like, I think that's another reason why they bring me back here. Because this is, like, home to me. And uh, I get to have some of my people that from here come out. And Albuquerque, like, whether you're a professional fighter or not, these people love fights. They love violence. They love fights. They don't. They might not even know what's going on, but they're going to show up and show out. Yeah, I mean, it even comes across on the broadcast when I check out those Albuquerque shows, for sure. But kind of mentioned it a couple times in the chat, the fact that you're now, you know, navigating 115 pounds as opposed to you know, 125 more so. I mean, still ranked within flyweight, but I've seen some posts you've had where you're talking about how you're going to be an absolute unit at strawweight. Like, how's it feeling as you're kind of, like, in the mix now at 115? It would seem like your optimal division and all. It's funny because when I was a young teenager and I didn't have all the fancy nutritionists and stuff, like, I, would, I just wasn't a woman yet. So, like, I was tiny and I, you know whatever like I just had it hit that spurt growth spurt where I like had muscles and like everything and when I was fighting at 125 I didn't think it was possible for me to get back down to 115 and you know after my last fight with Jean uh she was just a she was big and I was like okay I feel like maybe I can consult with some people and see like if it's possible that I get down that weight and now that I'm here I'm like 
man, I should have been fighting at 115. Like, this this has been a breeze, and it's really, you know, Friday is going to, Thursday and Friday are going to suck when I have to really cut, but I'm right there. Like, I'm right there, and I think 115 is great. I'm so much taller than these girls in the division, and I'm going to be a lot heavier when I fight, so it'll be my turn to be the bigger fighter. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, do you, like, how do you think that would inform your style, if at all? Because, I mean, you already seem like you have got, got that, like, good range and stuff like that. But, I mean, having a certain size advantage, in a sense, might benefit you with some of the infighting. Like, is it just, like, a switch that benefits you on multiple levels, do you think? Oh, 100%. I love being a taller fighter. I know how to use my range. Um, I know I'm going to be heavier, so I know I'm going to be hitting harder. So it's just, it just got all of its advantages. I think... As long as people who are taller like know how to use it, then it works in their in their advantage. If they don't, then that's where it kind of falls apart. But me, I love being the taller fighter. It's the best. I know how to use it. And we've talked about your history with Jenny Savage, albeit in another combat sport. I guess I'm curious to get your insights on what you think some of Jenny Savage's better skills have been within a bare-knuckle context, and just your thoughts on the resume as well with her previously having contended for championship gold and all. Um, I think that Ginny, uh, you know, after fighting her too and, like, seeing her, like, when we were just, it's been four or five years, like, she has definitely really amped up her training and conditioning and her physicality. Like, she looks amazing. Like, I'm not going to sit and be like, this girl looks like a slouch. She's not. Ginny's good. Um... She looks like she's in the best shape of her life. Like, that's awesome. I think that she's kind of stayed the same for the most part. Um, you know, I don't really see too anything too different. But Jenny hits hard. I've been hit by Jenny. She's she's a, she's a an athlete, and she's good. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Like, this is a, I'm not going to fight a can, and that makes me happy. Yeah, such an exciting division right now. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, great movement within, like, the top ranks within the division. And I guess to that point, I'm kind of curious because it seems like the lineal champion, Britton Hart, is looking to potentially next fight the Thailand champ, Poe Denman, or at least that's what would seem to be the case. If that does, in fact, come to fruition, how do you see that Britton Hart and Poe Denman fight playing out? I think Britton's going to beat her up. Britton is just, like, so scrappy, and I think that it's going to be a shock to to Podemon. It's different. Like I I mean, she's got the Muay Thai background and the Muay Thai style going on and that Thailand energy, but Britain Britain, the one thing that Britain has is she has the mindset, like, you can't tell Britain Hart that she's not the best. And like that's that's how a fighter should be. But like Britain Hart's gonna go in there, she's gonna bite down and throw down. And I think it might it might think I think it might shock Poe. Yeah, I mean, some good analysis should be an interesting fight if and when that does, in fact, transpire. But one of the cool things, I think, with you is just how, you know, proud of a mom you seem to be and everything. Like, what's the, like, what's the sentiment from your kids with, like, the fighting and stuff like that? Is it like a, they're enthusiastic about it? Is it kind of like a, you know, peeking through fingers sort of thing? Like, what's their vibe in that sense? That's what, I'm about to get emotional, but, like, my children, they, they, um, have just like they've been in it so long with me like since they were born like they've been in the gyms and in the lifestyle and in and out of camps they know when I have to go on a fight trip it's they've been a part of it for so long and it's cool because now as they're getting older they 
I'm still mom and like I'm embarrassing, but they are starting to have like these little moments where like when they're in the gym, they're doing stuff with me and they are enjoying and they like going to the gym and my oldest, he's seven, he's in school, like showing his friends, like, look at my mom, she's a fighter and he's starting to think it's cool. For a little while, he tried to hide it, like he didn't really care, but now I can see that they're really starting to think that I'm, I'm pretty cool. So (laughs) it's awesome. And you know, this fight journey, like ever since I've had them has been just completely revolved around me showing them like that if you don't give up and you work hard and you're nice to people and you keep pushing, even though shit can suck, like as long as you want something that you can go after and get it no matter what the circumstances and um, you know, that's with anything that they do in their life. Like they don't have to be fighters necessarily. I just want them to learn that like, no matter what, as long as you have a good attitude and you push through and you go for it, you can do it. And I think that they're starting to pick that up really well. And it's, I'm a proud, very proud mommy. That's so cool because I feel like sometimes I talk to fighters who are parents and sometimes it's at that point where they're a bit too young to understand or then they're almost like teenagers or something of that persuasion and then they are fully aware of what's going on. It's cool that I'm kind of talking to you at a stage when they're just kind of coming into the awareness of what you do. That's really cool. Yeah, they, it's like, there's sometimes when I'm like, do they even care or do they even know what I'm talking about? Because I (laughs) tell them stuff all the time, like, don't give up or, you know, like when I lost to Christine, I came home, I'm beat up, I'm like, I lost. And they were like, you know what, it's okay, you'll get them next time. And like, so then for them to say that and be so young, like, you just got to keep working hard and you'll, you'll get the next one or like, things like that. They just always tell me like, never give up and keep going and to hear them say words that I say to them all the time and then use it for me. Like, I'm like, oh man, I'm so proud. It's so cool to see that it like rubs off. No, I mean, that's incredible stuff. I love hearing about all that. And I guess one last thing that I wanted to kind of touch on as much as you can while I have you, because you were talking about it a bit on the Bare Knuckle show, like a reality show of some sort that you and Crystal Pittman seem to have on the go. It seems like there's like a certain amount you can't, discuss right now which is understandable or at least when you were on the show there but when might more details kind of be put out there to the public in regards to that hopefully soon yeah i talked about it on the bare knuckle podcast and within like five seconds of it airing they were calling me and were like don't say anything else but they told me i can say like yes i was filming for a reality show um i'm not sure like when I went, it was more of like the sizzle reel and what they were pitching to networks. And um, so we'll see what happens. I haven't heard anything. It was a lot of fun. It was cool, to be honest. I don't know if that is like something I really want to do. I, I, I'm one of those people that I can go and just be put in any situation and act like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just super confident. Um, but it was one of those things where in my mind I was like, what the hell am I getting into and what is this? Uh, I can say the one of the guys from Tiger King was there. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. It was interesting. It was like a one-time little thing so far. It's one of those things that once it picks up or gets signed to a network that it will take off but yeah that's not all i could say really no fair enough and i don't want to get you into any trouble so i mean not trying to peel back the curtain too much but just thought that was interesting to hear on the show yeah it was cool i'm trying to springboard my life into 
whatever I can. Like, fighting is my life, but, you know, fighting only lasts so long. So while I'm here and I have the ability to, like, catapult myself into different stuff, why not? And take all these side conquests and just take over the world and do everything I can while I can. Why not? Yeah, I mean, totally. I feel like you have so many cool things on the go, and I'm sure there's a ton more questions I could ask. But I want to be mindful of your schedule, Taylor. So in saying that, I'm curious if maybe there's like a final parting thought you have as we're wrapping things up here. Oh, man, uh, my final parting thought, thank you for having me. It means a lot to me to take the time to speak to me and hear what I have to say. Um, I'm excited to fight. January 27th is going down. It's all about to pay off. I'm ready to beat Jenny up and eat some chicken wings and donuts and drink beer and uh it's been a great week i'm excited albuquerque is amazing and i can't wait to put on a show thank you for having me oh i mean mutual sentiment really enjoyed getting to have you on i've enjoyed watching your bkfc fights over the years i think you're one of the standout stars and i think that'll reflect in this jenny savage fight such a well-matched strawweight contest and just yeah so much going on on January 27th. So thanks so much for coming on Bare Knuckle Radio, Taylor. I'm looking forward to checking out BKFC Prospect Series 3. But until then, you have a good rest of your day. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. You too. I appreciate it.